Honest Tea with Z. Hey, welcome to another episode of Honest Tea with Z. I am Zainab. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today's quote comes from Lauren London. Uh, if you don't know who Lauren London is, she is an actress. She, um, what was she most recently? I think she, um, her claim to fame, at least for me, was um, the movie Atlanta. Or was it called ATL? It was called ATL. The show was called Atlanta, which I cannot wait for. I believe it premieres in March. But yeah, she was the love interest. She's been in a bunch of things, but she was, oh no, the first thing she was in was um, the Neptune's music video. Um, drop it like it's hot. Drop it. I think so. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, she's an actress. She was engaged to, um, the deceased rapper Nipsey Hussle. She was being interviewed on a podcast hosted by, um, a guy named Jay Shetty, whom I believe is a former monk and now an influencer, um, in the mindfulness space. So she was speaking about her relationship with Nipsey Hussle and the aftermath, uh, you know, of him passing. And this went viral. This is, I didn't listen to the, I didn't hear the interview, but her response in the interview went viral today. Um, and when I heard her response, this particular line stood out to me. And so I want to use it as the quote today. She said, roll with the river, not fight with the rocks. Like that's what she's doing. She's rolling with the river. She's not fighting with the rocks. And I thought that that was just such a great quote and just, you know, a great thing to like keep in mind. It's interesting because whenever I'm like praying, making dua, I often ask um, for things to come with ease. And I don't want you guys to confuse that as me asking or praying for things to come easily or be easy. But to come with ease to me means when I put all that I need to put into something, I don't want to have to fight in any space. If I'm going to work hard, if I'm going to show up in every moment, I just want things to move with ease. And if I have to fight, if it is, if it's always a fight, you know, then redirect me. That's what I'm praying for. And I, I know people like that. I know people like that. That's been their struggle, you know, like everything. And not, not that they're bad people, not that they're not positive people, not that they're looking for, but whatever energy exists within them with whatever trauma caused it, whatever spiritual thing that is not at ease with them, everything in their life is a fight. It could be as simple as going to the post office. I mean, I know it'd be a fight for everybody to go to the post office, but it can be as simple as them going to their friend's house or it can be you know as serious and detrimental as their livelihood or you know and so I, I just I, I love that quote so I'll say it one more time um roll with the river don't fight with the rocks so um it seems like Russia's getting canceled uh, Russia's getting canceled, or, you know, seemingly so because they invaded Ukraine. A friend of mine actually told me today, I was driving her to a doctor's appointment. She told me that she saw, um, a meeting at the UN and, um, a spokesperson from Russia got up and, and spoke and everybody, every other country like got up and walked out. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's what's supposed to happen. Anyway, um, I've been listening to stories via, 
I've been I've been getting my news and listening to stories via the New York Times, NPR, um, etc. And one, I just want to say that I've complained about this before, but I really don't like, uh, especially on the daily, the daily, um, which I believe is a New York Times podcast. I don't like the way they report on, I, I, I'm starting to not like how they report on a lot of things, but Russia, Ukraine specifically, I, it's, it's like they're, um, forcing traumatic emotion, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, you guys, war, I, of course that's bad, you know, of course that's not positive, of, of, of course, like it, the, just the word war, right? evokes emotion, fear, sympathy, anger, confusion, all of those things. So you ain't got to lay it on thick. You ever hear somebody say like actors sometimes say like, um, I didn't even have to do anything. Like it was, it was right in the pages. Like I, the words are there. All I had to do was speak the words and it's there. Like the, the writers gave me so much. I, I didn't even really have to act. And that's not like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm showing up and not working, but it's like the words are there. If I did anything, if I put any more on it, you would have missed, you would have missed what you were supposed to see. And that's how I feel about it. Like all you have to do are report the facts. The facts are enough. People in a house freezing, people ain't got food and water. People, you know, men are being separated from their families. You ain't got to, you ain't, you ain't, you you don't have to be like, it's, it's 3 a.m., it's, it's so, it's seemingly so cold. Cause it's like, especially as a reporter, because you actually not living in the same conditions that the citizens of that country are. You going back to your hotel. And, and yes, it is brave for a reporter to be reporting from a country that is currently being invaded, right? But you only around them so that you can get the story. But when you lay your head at night, you got, you got, you got warm water. You got soap. You going you going you going to order you some room service. So why are you trying to lay it on thick for me? Just give me the facts. Give me the facts. Russia showed up and they wasn't supposed to. Well, they don't nobody like that. They showed up wasn't supposed to and they had guns. Oh, that's ter- that's terrible. That is all that's awful. We all know what that's like on any level. Nobody wants that. Oh, and they oh, oh, not only did they show up. They got guns and they trying to take my house from me. Oh, I it don't get no worse than that. So you don't got to be like, it was, it's 3 3 a.m. And it's like, stop it, stop it. And all this reporting on uh, Russia invading Ukraine. I saw this story where this old man showed up um, to the Ukrainian army and with, with, you know, a bag with some extra trousers, uh, a T-shirt or two and some sandwiches packed for his departure um, he was basically trying to like enlist himself as a soldier. Now he's 80 years old, you guys. Um, and he said that he was quote, doing it for his grandson. And that is so, so, so sweet. That is so sweet. But grandpa, sit your ass down, sit your old ass down. You would only be a liability. You doing it for your grandkids, but eight other Ukrainians is hurt and dead because they trying to protect your senior citizen ass. And listen, I think that old people have a lot to offer. I love old people. 
I always say I can't wait to get old. I can't like I feel like my soul is it has always been an old woman. There was even a point in my childhood where I was separated from my father for a little while, for a very brief stint, and my grandfather stepped up and held us down. So, Granddad Ukraine, I need you to take your ass home. As much as it was a cute viral moment, I need you to take your ass home and protect the house as much as you can while the 18 to 60-year-olds head to the battlefield. Before we leave the Eastern Europe slash Northern Asian region, there's no way I'm going to talk about what Russia is doing to Ukraine without talking about the videos that have been surfacing in Ukraine where there are citizens trying to get out of areas, trying to get out of the main city, which I believe is Kiev. They're trying to get out, but then you see a lot of videos where they're denying uh, Africans, uh, dark-skinned Africans to also evacuate. I'm not going to go into because I I feel like if you listen to this, you are smart enough to know and you are conscious enough to know or aware enough to know an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So how matter of fact, I was talking to this. I was talking to this black guy. I know we were, we were talking about, you know, this situation because everybody is wondering like, oh, are we about to have World War World War three? And he was like, you know, I really don't care. He was like, I don't care about Russia invading Ukraine. He was like, I just don't care. He was like, because I see it as white people fighting white people. He was like, I see it as them doing what they've done time and time and time again. He said, and this time, you know, like other times, they not doing it to us. They doing it to each other. And I totally, I, I understand that because for me, it was really disheartening to watch those videos. And, you know, I know context matters. I know that we're not seeing everything, but it's like, just like I'm believing the videos that y'all, just like I'm believing the videos of every Ukrainian citizen asking for help or evoking some sort of sympathy, you know, because of what Russia is doing to them. Why wouldn't I believe the videos being posted where I'm seeing so many people, so many black African people being denied, being denied a way to refuge? Why wouldn't I believe that? And the reason why it's like disheartening, disappointing, disgraceful, I could give y'all all the DIS words, is, I, and I, I, I mean, I, this happens, you know, like there's always somebody below another person, right? There's always, there's always somebody worse off. Right. I, I, I don't know if I, I think I talked about this in all of I don't know how many episodes, 150 episodes. I feel like I've talked about this. But when I was a senior in high school, I got hit by a truck and I have a lot of scar, like a lot, a lot of scarring on my legs because of it. And I remember feeling devastated as a 17 year old, feeling truly devastated. And to be quite honest with you guys, ugly, feeling like my entire life was could, could not appreciate that I still had my life. Could not appreciate that because I just felt like, oh, now I'm now I'm ugly. All these scars on my body. What I'm supposed to do with this? Oh, I'm I'm ugly now. Y'all want me to navigate the world being ugly? Like what I'm supposed to do with that? It took me a little while to change that perspective. And the first thing that changed my perspective is there was another woman that got hit with me. And there was another girl, I should say, that got hit who who was also a teenager that got hit with me. And when I finally saw her, because, I mean, we were in, like, ICU and all of that for, for such a long time. When I finally saw her, she was 
missing a leg. Her leg had been amputated and she had a metal rod holding her skull together. And in that moment, instantly it hit me like, oh, I was worried about like not looking like how I normally look, but there's this person that they, they took part of her body away. And that doesn't negate the trauma that I experienced, but damn, if it don't provide perspective, like you sure you, 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 you sure you want to look at this glass half empty? Are you sure? And so for me, it's like to watch, it is very hard to be sympathetic when you watch anyone being kicked down. And this is not the Ukrainian people. Like this, these are clearly like soldiers and things like that, but, or this is clearly like the, the the power structure right and so but when you when you like oh y'all y'all getting kicked down right now and then y'all got the nerve to be kicking other people down like are you sure this is you know what you want to do so back to the conversation I was having with a black a, 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 a lovely black guy that I know um and he was expressing like that he just he just doesn't have the sympathy. He doesn't have sympathy for white pain, essentially. You know, he was like, even when I see like a, a homeless white person, he was like, yeah, I don't want people to be homeless. But when I see a, a white man is homeless, it's like, mm, nah, you got so many you got so many options in this world. You got so many options in this world. Even even you being homeless and somebody else that looks like me being homeless, they they going to let you they going to let you loiter just a bit longer than they going to let me loiter. He's like, "So I don't really so I don't, you know, have any sympathy." And I was like, "Well, even if you don't have sympathy, and I and I understand that, you know. And and, and I don't like dispute emotions, right? I can have a healthy discourse or debate about information and facts but like when emotions come into play you can't really dispute a person's emotions you know emotional reaction to something I was like I do understand that I said but the reason why you should care if not about the people what's happening is because look at gas prices you drive a gas car and he was like yeah, I do. And I'm like, yeah, look at gas prices in LA. Gas prices are 569, 579, 589. Let me just tell you, every time I'm at a stoplight, you guys, every time I'm at a stoplight and a gas station is in my view and I look at the prices, I'm so happy that now I have an electric vehicle. I'm like, yo, cause, cause let me just, and not to stunt you guys, not to stunt at all. I was going to buy a Porsche. A couple of months ago, I got a new car, a Porsche. Was I gonna, yeah, I was going to buy a Porsche. Um, a couple of months ago when I was, you know, in the market for a new car, I totally, I was in love with the Porsche Cayenne um, SUV. Like, like could not get it off my mind. Was seeing it, every, like, could, and I, it hit me just out of nowhere. Like, oh, you getting a Porsche Cayenne. And something was like, mm, go with the electric car. Go with the electric car. And now every time I'm at a stoplight across from a gas station, I be looking at them prices. And that be at the Arco, you guys. I don't know where you guys are geographically located, but in California, Arco stations are like, the Walmart of gas stations. Like it's the cheaper, it's where you're going to get the cheaper gas. You could go to Chevron, you could go to um, Shell, 
you know, Chevron and Shell mobile, that's going to cost you, that's going to cost you a whole lot. Arco is always the lowest gas. So if Arco's gas right now is 569, 579 and it's rising, then there are things, you know, there, there's always a trickle down effect. And the same way that we're speaking about the trickle down effect of abuse, you know, there's a trickle down effect financially. There's a trickle down effect for everything. I also told him this story and I'll tell you guys, I, I, I'm not sure if I ever told it before. And it's the reason why it's so hard for me to, I just, I just feel like in my life very quickly, you know, a lot always gives me perspective. So when I was moving to California I um I lived in Harlem and I lived in this is like my last apartment before I moved and it was just me and these two white gay men. They owned the building. They bought like this old building in Harlem and they kind of fixed it up. They were interior designers. And so they had it they had like a really like posh design company. I don't even think they were American. I think they were like European and Canadian or something. And so the top, the, the, there was like three kind of like lofty apart, two or three lofty apartments. Theirs obviously was the largest one. I rented one of them. And then the entire upstairs were their offices, right? And I remember the night that I was moving out, my friend was with me, my friend Aisha and one of my younger brothers was with me and they was helping me put like everything that I needed, like all, all the stuff that I was packing in my car, they were helping me do that. And like I said, this is like Harlem, you know what I'm saying? And like the mid 2010s. So, uh, or late, like late 2010, like, like, I don't know, 2007, 2008 or something. We just heard gunshots. We just heard gunshots. What's crazy is my little brother was putting my TV in the car and he wouldn't drop the TV. When I heard the gunshots, my friend came running in immediately. She came running in and dropped to the ground. I dropped to the ground, but I'm like, I saw her running, but I ain't see my brother running. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I have to get back up and go see like where my little brother is. And when I say, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know at this time, he's like literally like 18 years old. Um, this particular little brother. And he's like, oh, I'm trying to, he, I, he, I was like, I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm trying to get your TV. I didn't want to drop your TV. I'm like, fuck that TV. <laughs> when it comes to your life, I don't give, I don't care about nothing. I don't care about any material thing when it comes to your life. Who gives a crap about that TV? And I don't think at the time, like I had just finished college. Like I'm, I, I didn't know that TVs was going to be as cheap as they are. Like, Remember when people were stealing TVs and stuff like that? Now it's just like, even as, even if your TV, my TV is nice in my house. Now my TV is very nice, but even still, it's like, you could get a, you could get a, you could get any TV you want on Black Friday for $200. Okay. So my little brother puts the TV down and comes in the house, comes in the building. And right before he could close the door, this crackhead. And the reason why I'm referring to her as a crackhead is because that's how I saw her at first. And so I just want y'all to understand what was going through my mind. This crackhead ran in the building. Not only did she run in the building, but she ran up the stairs. Now, remember I said their offices are upstairs, right? Like their business, right? And so, and the only reason why it's, op- it's, it's open right now is because I have it open. 
And so she ran upstairs and she don't know that they got businesses up there. She just running upstairs because everybody is trying to get out the way because clearly somebody is firing guns. And just FYI, I'm not burying the lead because the story ain't about this. Two people, two people died that night. When I drove off, when I left New York City to move to Los Angeles, California, when I drove off from my apartment, I saw the ambulances have, have two bodies. And you know when they cover with sheets, that means that they're done. And that was the last thing I saw in New York City before I drove to Los Angeles to, 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 to start the second part of my, you know, or my adult life, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so this crackhead runs up the stairs. I immediately think to protect their business. And I said, uh-uh, you cannot go up there. And she looked at me. And this was a black woman. Uh, but I ain't see that. Like, yeah, sure. She looked like she could be me or my mom or whoever. She, she, she looked like she could be any woman I knew strung out on crack, but I didn't see that. I just saw a crackhead and I just saw a problem. And I was like, you can't go up there. And she looked at me. She, she, she stopped midway up the stairs. She looked me in my eye, like looked, look like almost through my soul, you guys. And she pleaded with me and not like she said it over and over and begged, but her spirit pleaded with me. She was like, I am so sorry, ma'am. And I'm, Yo, I'm 20 something. She much older than me. I'm not her man. But she said, I'm so sorry, ma'am. But this is my life. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, shit. This is her life. How dare I? How they probably got insurance on a bit. You get what I'm saying? Like, of course, I didn't know all the things I know now. I didn't know that then. But even still, even still, it was the equivalent. Her, I'm sorry, ma'am. This is my life. In terms of you don't trust me upstairs with a business. That was the same as me telling my brother, fuck that TV. When it come to your life. Now that's my brother. So there's, it's, it's empathy. It, the default setting is empathy. But this woman who I didn't know, and it wasn't that I didn't know her. It's this, I deemed her as a crackhead and less worthy. And that was a shame. But in that moment, I learned that. I learned that lesson. And so when I watch the videos of, you know, black Africans being denied um, a way to, a way to safety. I, I understand. I think back to the conversation I was having with this lovely black, black guy. I'm saying lovely black guy because I'd be trying not to give people names out because it's like, I don't really know if they want me to tell, you know, you know, like, I don't really know if they want the world to know the conversations that that we have. Um, just because I do a podcast don't mean that, that, you know, um, but it just made me think about that. And when I, every time I saw that video, it made me think about that conversation. And it's like, this is, this is, this definitely don't help him give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) with all this happening in Russia and Ukraine. Um, Kanye is still dominating the news cycle. Kanye West, Yeezy, yay, whatever you call him, um, Donda's son, he's dominating the news cycle. Kim's ex, dominating the news cycle. Pete Stalker, he's dominating the news cycle. And I wish he was promoting Genius because it's so good. Are you guys watching it? It's a three-part documentary on Netflix. It is the best thing on Netflix, regardless of what they're talking about, finding in or whatever that is called. You live very poor. Are you poor? You live very poor. <laughs> I can't even do the accent. My little sister could do the accent so well. It is the best thing on Netflix. And not to say that the things on Netflix aren't good right now, but it is truly like the best thing on Netflix right now. So I wish he was just promoting that. 
the funny thing though, if you do watch it is I think the, the guy, okay. So the guy who is, was Kanye's uh, videographer for a very long time and the EP and, and director of this documentary, this docu trilogy, I guess, um, his name is Cootie or Cody or something like that. And the funniest thing is the narration. So like, it'll be like something crazy. Like Kanye, you'll see Kanye, he's going in the offices and he's just rapping. You know, he putting his CD in, rapping for anybody that'll listen, just trying to get a record deal with Rockefeller, you know, trying not to be seen as a producer, but as a rapper and trying to get signed to Rockefeller. He getting all these notes, he's getting ignored, da 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 And then you just hear... Cootie do the voiceover like, and little did we know that moment was going to change life forever. <laughs> Yo, I crack up laughing at the voiceover. So if you guys watch it, just send me a, I don't know, send me a little note about this, this voiceover. It is so funny for me. I am not going to bore myself with the controversies of Kanye's personal life, but I do think that it is strange if it is intentional for him to get a lookalike, like a Kim Kardashian lookalike, and they, they're actually calling her a lookalike. I watched this series on HBO Max called The Girl Before um, with Google, Google, Google Empata, I think her name is. Um, and Kanye's life is like the plot of that series. What Kanye is doing is acting out the real life plot of that series. And I wonder, well, I was going to say I wonder how the woman feels, but I don't actually. I don't give a shit. Speaking of shit, did y'all hear this story about a man on a New York City subway smearing human shit all over a woman's face and, and, and back of her head? How rude. I mean, that, that should be considered a hate crime. That should be considered a hate crime. He should have to go to court and they should say, you hate yourself. You hate your mom. You hate your sister. You hate humanity. That should be a hate crime. You hate public safety. Like that should really be a hate crime because there is, that is completely intentional. And I know people might be like, well, no, he might be mentally. And I, I mean, listen, I don't know who the woman was. I do know that she was like a middle-aged woman. And I don't like that. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't like any story where I hear a man attacks a woman. I just, at the bare minimum, yo, at the, do, do that, do that to somebody that's going to knock your ass out, but you not because you, you know, it's like insult to injury. It's like, I could respect it if the story was like, yo, then he went up to the rock and smeared shit. He he went up to 50 cent and just smeared shit on him. I'm like, word. And then what? Damn, I got to, I mean, that's foul. But I mean, that, 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 that takes a lot of guts to go up to, you you know, like I'm using 50. I was trying to think of people who, you know, in the, in a public spectrum that, you know, but it's like, just, 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 a just a, just some random little woman on a subway platform. That's who you chose to target. Ooh, you so whack. You're so weak. You don't belong here. We got to get you out this world. Now you don't belong here. You don't belong here. You are not contributing anyway. And any, and I, and I, you know what that might be like, people might say like, Oh, they're mentally ill, whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but I do believe that, when you be going, when when you go to court and they be trying to prove like, oh, you know, 
innocent by way of insanity or whatever. What, how that, how that defense is, how that defense works is when there's no intent. But if you shit in a bag, if you took a number two in a bag and then you carried it around with you, mm, you got intent and then used it as a weapon against somebody, you have intent. I watched the video. I really didn't want to because y'all know I got a real uh, weak stomach um, for the for the queasy stuff. But I watched the video and he did look crazy. I, I, you know, he 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 did look like it, it, it's a it, a lot of marbles are missing. I, I you know, but it, but it also looked intentional too. It looked intentional because even the way he it wasn't like you know how like with like. It wasn't like spontaneous. It was like clearly like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to pretend like I'm not doing nothing and then I'm going to sneak attack her. It was that, it, 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 but he looked crazy. But now he's arrested. So um, that's a good thing. They, they calling him a Bronx man. I don't know if it happened in the Bronx or if he really is from the Bronx, but yo, that's why I don't mess with the Bronx. Years ago, before I ever started comedy, um, one of my very few jobs, I was an assistant um at this management company and I used to go right on Sunset Boulevard in LA right on Sunset and Crescent and I used to me and the guy that I worked for we would always like go to lunch we would always walk to the Starbucks it was like across the street or we would walk to um damn what was that veggie veggie grill or whatever it was called we would just you know that was the place where we would get lunch right and so one day I think we went on like just a coffee walk because like I worked for him but we were friends and so we on our way back. <laughs> We're on our way back to the office. I feel like I told this on this podcast before. So forgive me if I did. We was on our way back to the office. There's this guy outside this restaurant that's right near our office. Homeless guy, big, heavy, like heavy set, um, sitting there with his pants down with a huge bucket of his shit just sitting right next to him. And I guess the business, they couldn't, it's like nobody could get him to do anything because he was threatening to throw shit on anybody that came close to him. So by the time we walking up, the fire department is there. Cause like, it's like they the only ones that can handle something like that. They going, and listen, you know, don't no black person ever want to see another black person get hit with a hose, but you know what I'm saying? A motherfucking super strength fire hose. But it's like, in that case, we got to hold you down. You trying to throw your shit on people. So as we, as we're walking, right. And as much as the fire depart, the firefighters are trying to figure out the best way, cause they ain't trying to get shit thrown on them either. So they trying to figure out the best way to watch it. And I mean, he's literally, you guys I'm talking about. So don't watch the video, but this, this guy had like a bag of shit, right. In the Bronx. The guy that I'm talking about, a bucket of shit, y'all, a bucket of shit. Like he been like shitting for days as a threat to the rest of us. And so I'm like, let's, let's walk in the street. Let's cross the street. So my friend who's a guy and has an ego, he was like, Z, I swear to God, if he throws shit on you, I, uh, yo, I, I will beat his ass. That's what he said. He said, oh, I swear to God, if he throws shit on you, I will be, he ain't even said, now, yo, you guys, the thought of it has me almost about to pass out. The thought of knowing that a, a person is sitting there with their own shit for days is making me about to pass out. So y'all know I want to cross this street. <laughs> 
So he's like, he he says, Z, I would beat his ass. I said, listen, if he threw shit on me, before you could even beat his ass, I would be dead. God, because let me just tell you what what Allah knows about me. My spirit would leave my body before the shit touched me. My spirit would leave my entire body. So we got to cross over so that I don't die because it don't matter what you do. It don't matter if you beat his ass. It don't matter if the fire department, it don't matter what happens. Just know if his shit, if the shit from that bucket get on me, any part of me, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. So can we please cross the street? So I, I I feel for this woman. I imagine that that was so traumatic in your face and your show and, and to be just a te- like to 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 be without you know. Let us say she was going to work. Like to, to you know to just be attacked. I also remember in New York, I, I was just like attacked out of nowhere, and 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 it wasn't severe. Thank Allah. But I was like. And I had just parked my car. Um, maybe not. Maybe I had just parked. My friend had just parked her car. And we on like 125th Street. We get out. I'm about to go into Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Y'all see who I was at like night. I'm about to go into Dunkin' Donuts. Um, and I'm putting money in the meter, in the parking meter. And I had on like this kind of like long leather jacket and I had a hoodie on under it. And so the hoodie is, you know, coming out the jacket, the back of the jacket. And this guy just running zigzag, running crazy, knocking shit over. But I ain't see that. I only realized what he was doing once he did it to me. He grabbed my hoodie and like knocked me down. And the reason why he was able to like knock me is because my hoodie was under the jacket. And so it's like no way for me. You know what I'm saying? Like if he would have grabbed the jacket, maybe I would not. Maybe I would have been able to like release myself. But since he grabbed the hoodie and then the hoodie was under the jacket, it was like I was just stuck for like a couple of seconds. And so he dragged me down to the ground and then just kept running, kept hitting other people, kicking, jumping up, kicking cars. Like clearly, clearly. Clearly, uh, mentally ill, you know? Um, but I just remember feeling like, like immediately my instinct was to pop up, run after him and beat his ass. And I, I jumped up cause you know, I'm much younger. So I'm, I jumped up, start probably chased him for like two, I'm talking about like two runs, you guys, like, like, like one step, two step, but in a run and hit me and it hit me like, wait a second, he crazy. You not. What you're not about to do is go after no crazy person. Check it, you know, check yourself, make sure you good and go about your day. But it is like, it is a bit, it can shake you up. And so I can, I can, I can just only imagine. Last thing before I get out of here, I heard about a Reddit post that went viral basically, or that a lot of people was talking, debating today. And, um, it was basically a, a guy was on a flight from Japan to the U S which is at the very least a 12 to 14 hour flight. Right. And probably like a 12 hour flight at the very least. I flew direct from Japan to New York and it was like 14, 15 hours. Um, and so he was flying back from Japan and he got a complimentary upgrade to a first class seat. And he took the seat. He was with his wife. He took the seat and his wife was pissed. His wife sat them 12 hours in coach and she was pissed. And so I guess he posted on Reddit, like asking, like, did he do something wrong? His wife is mad. He don't know why. (laughs) This is probably one of those things where it's like, "Mm, don't even weigh in on it unless you married or, you know, but whatever, you know, I feel like there's so many more questions, you know, because I feel like it's like case by case. 
I feel like how long, like how long y'all been married? You know, like what is, has, has he never flown in first class? You know, what's his body type? Is he a big man? Is he a tall man? Is he an injured man? Is he a handicapped man? Why did they upgrade him? Like, was it just a random, like, oh, gift? Or was it, like, because he had miles. Like, how long were you guys married? If you was married, oh, if y'all only been married for two years, if y'all come, if y'all only been married for six weeks, y'all coming back from the honeymoon, then he should be back there and coach with you. But if y'all been married for 10, 15 years, girl, let that man sit in first class. Or whoever, I'm just saying that thing about, like, oh, I got to be with my partner at all times. Ugh. I, I actually asked, I talked to my younger sister today, and I asked her, she's married. And so I asked her, I'm like, what would you do? And she was like, oh, that happens to me and my husband all the time. She was like, because, you know, he travels so much for business. And so when we travel, a lot of times he gets, you know, upgraded. She was like, but most of the times when he gets upgraded, I get upgraded. I was like, yeah, I think that's why I believe that it was just sort of like a complimentary upgrade, like not having to do with not complimentary, but not having to do with his miles because typically, and I say this as a person that gets up, is being upgraded a lot because of my status now, because I fly so much, but, um, Normally when they have like a joint reservation, like multiple people in the same, on the same itinerary, they don't just split you up without saying anything. They, they don't, I mean, I don't know who you flying with, but they, as far on like the airlines on like the, you know what I'm saying? The sort of reputable airlines. I don't be seeing them just split people up without saying anything. And I mean, they may have, we may, he may have not included that. He may, you know, the gay agent might've been like, Hey, so we only have one upgrade. You know, your name came up, but you know, I see that you're traveling with your wife and you know, we only have, but it's like, if that's the case, why? I don't know. I don't know. But it did make me think of, cause, cause when my sister and I were talking about it, um, you know, she was like, she was like, yeah, but you know, sometimes when it happens, like I'll let him take it or he'll let me take it. Or they have like, you know, they have children. He's like, so she's like, when they only had one child, it was like, oh, you know, I'll take, um, we'll let him sit in the front and we'll sit in the back together. Or, you know, one time he, you know, her husband took the front, the, the first class seat and, her and her son sat in the back, but he had the flight attendants and everything, like all of the perks of being in that first class. He had them, he had them send it back to them and coach. And of course it depends on your relationship, right? That that's really what it depends on your relationship. Um, and where your relationship is at this, I mean, I'm gonna say it. It's probably ain't the correct thing to say, but like, you know, ha- has your wife been giving you some good buns in the past five? I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to give my significant other the, the, like if it's only one and I got to give it up to you and you ain't been acting right. I no, you're not getting a seat. Get up out of here. Um, so it depends on the relationship, but it made me think about like just couples period. And I do, I, I have to say this. I do not. Um, I think it's the only thing I don't like about coupling that need to do everything together. Like a lot of people that were weighing in on it, they was like, no, it's like, I want to sit with my man. It's like, do, but do you like, I mean, yeah, sure. I want to sit with my man too. Like when we first start dating, but like we've been together for 10 years, I could, I could be on this flight for 12 hours without him. I, I really can 
but but i know couples and this is not like you know i'm sure there's couples listening it's like no we do everything together i i just think that it's, if you don't got friends then cool but if you have friends, it is so unnecessary to do everything together. Like you could watch this show alone or you could watch it with me unless unless that is the only together time that you guys have. Like y'all are so busy. Y'all schedules don't never match up. And y'all have one night a week, Friday nights or Sunday nights, whatever. And so that's what y'all do. Y'all watch Euphoria. I don't know then fine, you know, but to like the, 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 the couples or the partner that holds activities, hostage in relationships, it's like, it'll get out of here. Ugh, get, get, get. Out. And I wonder what that is like beyond like the romance of it, beyond like the, you know, the, like, this is my best friend beyond the, no, we got some work. We got to discuss something on this flight beyond the, no, we're working on something and we got to get the work, whatever. Beyond that, like, is it a, is it a distrust? Is it a control? Is it a, like, what? I'm done, y'all. I'm Zaynab. This is Honest T with Z. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Just speaking to me, paper, 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 paper